Hello, everyone. This is a quite somber edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. Um, I don't have a regular episode for you this edition. Um, due to the social unrest of, you know, everything in a society, you know, we talk about the coronavirus and all this other stuff, but I am specifically talking about George Floyd and not only George Floyd, but all the other African-American brothers and sisters that lost their lives under freaking unreasonable circumstances. I said this um, on Instagram to where, you know, whenever you come to this podcast, you, you know, this is your escape from the bullshit that's going on, you know, outside your four walls. But for me, this bullshit is hitting close to home over the past two days. Uh, it's uh, Saturday night as I record this. So Thursday, Friday, and uh, even a little bit today, I felt, you know, a little bit different. You know, I mean, it sucks that I have a whole list of names here of uh, young black men and women that died on some bullshit, unarmed, some in their homes and life just snuffed out. Um, I don't know. It's just like I, Thursday. It really hit me. And, you know, the, this, you know, rides uh, going around all different cities and everything, people looting. And we have people on the Internet that are like, they shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's fucked up what happened. But but and it's it is true to an extent. But I, I don't know. The words really escape me right now Thursday I just I wanted to go home and be with my family and just be in my home and you know isolate myself from this world I tried to <laughs> I called into my supervisor and asked could somebody just stand in for me for a couple hours you know so I can go home early on Friday you know so I can just kind of you know take it all in and then, you know, Friday, more looting and it's just, it's heartbreaking, man. And there's so many people that don't get it. They don't fucking understand. And it's, I don't know. We come to a continent that was inhabited by a race of people that has long been snuffed out damn near. And it's like Native Americans are myths, you know, secluded to reserves. You know, we allot them a small acreage of land. 
<laughs> that was already theirs to begin with. That somebody came over here and just pushed them away, killed them off to claim a land, a, a land discovered anew. You know, I wish you could see me doing quotes here because, you know, how the fuck you discover something that somebody already live on? <laughs> then you bring people that didn't want to be here. And <sighs> even with the immigration system nowadays, I mean, I you know, I am rambling because I, I'm I am distraught. I am at a loss for words. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. I'm just saying it as it comes to me. You get mad at people that come here from another country. That's this is not their native land and they come from another country illegally and you get mad at them. But at the same time, that's how this country was formed. You know, I hear this shit every day. Oh, here they go. They're coming over here. They're getting pregnant. So, you know, they can get anchored here. They have an anchor babies. That's what that's a term somebody came up with is when a illegal comes here, they get pregnant and have a child in the United States. And that child anchors them here because they're a minor. And there's some other fucked up shit that go on with that as well. Sometimes the child gets separated from the parent because the parent is illegal, but the child is an American citizen because it was born here. And, you know, they still get separated. The child can stay. They wind up in foster care or some shit like that until they come of age of 18 and then they can do whatever the hell they want to. And that's a harsh reality as well, because what have you born here? Your parent that is illegal, get in trouble, and booted out of the country and you just here to be bounced around from foster home to foster home or just sit and rot in the foster home. You know, not saying that all of them are bad, but I mean, <laughs> there's some truth based in reality from what we see on TV. And we get we have the nerve to be pissed off at that shit when we came from a whole another country. Well, I ain't gonna say we, but people came from a whole another country beat up the motherfuckers that was in this country, took over the country and made it their own. And <laughs> it's founded on immigration. It's founded on immigrants. And I'm me personally, I'm born here. I'm born and raised here. And because of the color of my skin, people have umbrage with that shit. They don't like it. And then, you know, just to even get technical about it, I was like, if you don't like me here, why the fuck did you bring me here? You know? <laughs> oh, man. We live in a crazy world. And I can only speak to what I know. I grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana, on the north side. Preschool, all black school. Elementary school, all black school, middle school, all black school, high school, all black school. I don't think I even attended a class with someone that was of another race until late in my middle school years and high school years. And that was 
shocking to me to see somebody that wasn't black. And the town is well populated with white people, but they just live on the south side. And I've frequent the south side. And it's like I would never see white people until summertime because my parents would send me to summer camps and computer camps and all this other shit. And that's when I seen the white people. But I have no beef or, you know, ill will toward nobody because let's think about this. Think about how far back segregation goes, slavery goes and everything. My parents, my mother and father were born in 1932 and 1942. Now, think about that. Think about what was going on during that time period. So in 1954, segregation ended for educational purposes. So schools were desegregated. Ten years later, in 1964, it was suspended in all states. So that means for restaurants and, you know, any public establishment, that's when, you know, it was a cool for everybody to drink from the same water fountain and all that stuff. That was in 54 in 1964 as I said my parents were born in 1932 and 1942 so they lived through this shit and then my mother if you've seen her is the lightest of the light skinned people that you can see if you didn't know that was my mother you would swear that was a white woman and my grandmother looked the same way. And my great grandmother looked the same way. And my great great grandmother looked the same way. And my great 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 grandmother looked the same way. I know this because I see this in pictures. So, how do you think they were even viewed amongst the black people? You know? And you're getting a lot of incoherent babble right now because I am sipping on some shit need to calm my nerves down man I woke up this morning and my wife was going to go to the hair store to you know buy some hair do her hair over and as I laid in bed and watched her get dressed and everything knowing she was going to go out because there's been some protests and riots here in Houston I know she wasn't really in an area to where that stuff was going down but still when she sat on the end of the bed to put her shoes on, I made her crawl up in the bed and lay next to me and she laid against my chest and I told her, I was like, I don't care how mad you are at me or if we get in an argument or, you know, because sometimes, you know, when we fuss and fight, we don't really talk and everything. But I told you, I was like, look around at what's going on. They're just killing us in the streets. And I told her, I don't care how mad you are at me or mad I am at you. If we leave this house separately, if we're not together, I need you to hug me, kiss me, and, you know, and embrace me before you leave. And in my mind, I'm just like, that could be the last time I see you. I didn't say that out loud, but she kind of got the hint. You know, and you know, I went about my day running errands and everything, and I wore a shirt all day today with my wife's picture on it, and 
in my mind, <laughs> it's just like, if they see this picture of this lovely woman on my chest, how could I be out here doing wrong? You know, like if you, if you just see a normal person walking around with a lady on their shirt, you know, it ain't your typical celebrity, Rihanna, somebody like that, somebody you don't even know. So you automatically akin to think that's somebody's loved one. And if just say, for instance, I got pulled over on the wrong side of town by the wrong motherfucker and they see this shirt on my chest and they would kind of get a feeling of like, hey, that's somebody important to him. You know, he wants to get home to this person. I come home and uh, she get home and I embrace her again. I just like I didn't say anything. I was just like, I'm glad you made it back. And um, kept my kids close all day today. We just finished playing video games for about three hours before I came in here to record this shit <laughs> while my wife was doing her hair. And it's like, it's fucking scary, dude. I can walk outside my goddamn house and not come back. And, and that could be said for anything. Like, you know, shit happens. Accidents happen. You know, I'm not even speaking in regards to the, you know, the shit that's going on right now. But like I can walk outside down the street to my mailbox. Somebody can be texting on their phone, not paying a fucking attention. Run me over. You know, stranger things have happened. But on top of all those different calamities and random accidents me being a black person <laughs> adds to that. So not only is there random occurrences out there, you know, that can weigh, you know, in any normal person's favor, but just because you have a different race, uh, you know, ethnicity other than white, you have that extra added bonus <laughs> for death. <laughs> and that's some bullshit. And then everybody talk about the all lives matter or whatever. How can that be true if the black ones don't? And let that sink in. Think about that. If all lives matter, you know, that's your slogan. That's your pitch. That's what you bring into the equation. How can we get treated different? You said all lives matter. So that shouldn't just be white, black. You know, it should be all of it. All the lives, all the, you know, Hispanic, Asian, Korean, all of them. Because all the lives matter. I'm a human fucking being, dog. I was born in this country. Raised in this country. Served 16 years of my life in the military for this country. And people don't give a shit about me. And that's a harsh reality. That's fucking sad. And I would go out here for any person, any stranger, and treat them with the respect and kindness that I would want for myself and my family. 
and people will spit in the face of that because I don't look like them. There was a statistic thrown around about, you know, people who killed by cops and they had it broken down by race. I think it was like 55 percent were white, uh, 27 percent were black and like 18 percent were Hispanic or other. And people's like, well, why don't you look at this shit before you get to talking about all the black ones and all that? It's like, dude, I don't even know how to react to this. I mean, if you're playing a game of percentages or whatever, there are more white people here than there are black people or any other ethnicity. So those numbers are always going to be different regardless. So, I mean, I won't even touch on that because I don't even know how to approach that angle. And, you know, I apologize. I, I don't really, but some people don't like to hear this shit, but it needs to be heard. And as I said at the top, you know, this is supposed to be the place that people come to escape, but you can't escape this shit. I can't escape this shit. And you can't block this shit out. You know, you should approach every situation as to like, what if that was my family member? You know, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian or whatever the case may be. If something foul like that happened to one of your family members. How would you feel? If that happened to a person you knew, not even on a blood level, not even family level, but a person that you knew, you know, a person, a person you were acquainted with, you know, at work or something like that. If you've seen that. You were a witness to that in person, in the flesh, while this shit was going down. And you knew that you couldn't do shit about it. How would you feel? And that's just the only thing that we're trying to put into perspective for everyone else. You know? But that's all I really got. I'm going to read to you names of us black people died under some fucked up circumstances. If the names don't ring true to your ears like you don't know what the fuck is going on because you choose to block that shit out, I implore you. When you got some time to yourself, look them up. Look at the circumstances. You know? Don't be like, oh, this... Oh, that he shouldn't have been. She shouldn't have been. Don't do that shit, because regardless of those things, it was wrong. (laughs) All the shit was wrong. How the fuck you in your house with your nephew playing video games and just get shot? Anybody just think about that. Anybody. Your loved one just in the house, not doing anything, no, nothing. Just in, I was just downstairs with my kids playing video games. Can you imagine how traumatizing that would be for my wife in the other room doing her hair 
to have shots come through a window and strike me down in front of my kids while we playing video games. <laughs> Think about working all day, 12 hour shift, you know, in the sun. Let's just add to it. You are fucking exhausted. You come home to your safe haven, your house, your apartment, whatever the case may be. You relax, you shower, you just wash away the stress and whatever from that day. Then a stranger comes in your house and shoots you. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's not even putting color to it. Just think of the words I'm saying. I'm saying... Not, just think of that. One of your loved ones go to work nine to five. Not a bad person at all. Loves his family, loves his community, loves everyone. Goes to work, pays his taxes, comes home after a long day of work and gets shot in his own fucking house. Think about that. Think about Trayvon Martin, a 17-year-old boy, killed. Think about Tamar Rice, 12 years old. Michael Brown, 18 years old. Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, Alton Sterling. Fernando Castile, Bohem John, freaking just <laughs> so many names, man. Oh, man. Atiana Jefferson. I'm pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing anything, but look these names up to the best of your ability. I even spell it out for you. A-T-A-T-I-A-N-A Jefferson, 28 years old. Amon Arbery, most recently before George Floyd, Doug Lewis, uh, Breonna Taylor, and like I said, George Floyd, which kind of sparked all this thing. Dude was freaking restrained by four police officers. Well, one mainly. You've seen pictures of him. You, your head is way in the ground. If you hadn't seen pictures of this guy and this whole atrocity, because I don't even look at the news and this found its way to me. So one man with his knee on the neck of another man while his police brethren stood by and didn't say shit. Then you have witnesses recording the thing scared of repercussion from law enforcement. And they know it's wrong. They feel powerless. They feel helpless to the fact. It's, it's fucked up. Take those names with you. Keep them in the back of your mind. Just unarmed civilians. Are people in the wrong place at the wrong time? People getting fed misinformation and 
leading to other people getting shot in their fucking homes. Unaware. Take that with you. It's fucked up world, baby. But we will prosper. We will get through. And I'll see you next time.